telling you that God's Word has the power to change everything, but uh, a lot of times we go to the Word of God and it's like we're speed readers or something, or, or we have a checkoff list that we're going to do, and I, if I read enough, I can check it off. What I want you to do is find a verse or two, and dude, stay on it. Just, just stay on it, and get it in you. Read it and repeat it and read it and repeat it and read it and repeat it and, until it starts talking back. See, God's Word, this thing that you got, whether it's on your device or in your lap, God's Word is, is, is not what He said. It's what He's saying. He, man, the Bible says that the, the Word of God is... Is, is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It has the ability to, to divide soul and, and spirit. And God's Word is alive. And if you'll get a verse or two and it starts, ta- I mean, literally, it's just, man, all of a sudden, you, you know, Isaiah, he, he said, you'll, you'll hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it when you turn to the left or the right. He said, basically what he said is, is a word from your past will come up in your present that will unlock the door to your future. It will bring enlightenment and revelation and understanding. And when you get to a place that normally you wouldn't know what to do, and, and most of us, you know, we get, we get to a spot that we don't know what to do, but we don't admit that because we just pretend like we know what we're doing. And, and we've even convinced ourselves we've figured this out. But the reality is, is that you'll get to a spot that you couldn't possibly know, but he will direct you through that word. That's where you want to get. You want to get to a place where God's word is is not a belief. It's a conviction. See, if you ever hear God speak to you, if you hear the voice behind the word, if you, if, if, you can, if you can shift from the word of God to a word from God, all of a sudden, the thoughts that would normally derail you don't have any power. Why? Because I'm not living. You know, here's the problem. Here, here's the problem with, uh, uh, with, the, with most of us, Okay is that we are trying to build strong beliefs. In our conversation with each other, we challenge each other's beliefs. Well, I believe. Really, that's interesting. Because I believe. You don't want a belief. You want a conviction. See, because... The Spirit, when He comes, Jesus said, when the Spirit comes, and how many know He came? Okay? He was talking before He got, you know, Jesus left, and here comes the Holy Spirit. And He said, when He comes, dude, buckle up, Beatrice. Because when He comes, He's going to convict and convince the world and bring demonstration. He he has a purpose. The Holy Spirit isn't just about giving you goosebumps and making you talk weird. No, the Holy Spirit is is on track with His purpose, and it's to bring conviction. It's to bring demonstration. 
It's to bring uh, a, a, an ability that, that will convince you. It's like Romans 12. We already quoted it tonight. But Romans 12 says, you know, hey, uh, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed, change the way you think. So that you, I love the Amplified. So that you can prove to yourself that God's will for your life is good, acceptable, and perfect. See, you ain't, you ain't got to prove to nobody else that God's will for your life is good. You got to get it proven to you. Man, you got to buy into that. You got to say, you know what? I don't just believe it because the problem with your beliefs is I can change them. The weather can change them. The circumstances can change what you, well, I guess I was wrong. But your conviction is like an anchor. And, and, and the Holy Spirit, see, he will convince and convict. And if you're not being convicted, you're living weak. Awkward silence. Why? Well, because most of us aren't living a convicted lifestyle. We are standing on our beliefs. But see, the problem is, is that when, when life shakes and it's gonna, well, Saturday night, this is a totally different message than I'm going to do tomorrow. Radically different. Okay. I'm going to tell you something that I'm not going to tell them. So you just keep it quiet. But tonight, standing here, there are things I believe that are different from six months ago. How many of you, let's see if we can approach this a little bit differently. How many of you are glad that you no longer believe about yourself what you used to believe about yourself? So your beliefs are going to change. That, I mean, I'm not telling you to throw away belief, but I'm telling you that what's going to carry you is conviction. And see, the Word of God, when, when you allow the Word of God to begin to shape you, right? I, I'm going to let God's Word shape my life. See, God's Word is... is, is uh, uh, Man, it's going to be the foundation that I stand on. I'm going to use God's word. All of a sudden, your life is shaped by the word of God. Um, and that pulls you to a place that is radically different, even from a lot of believers. Look at your neighbor and say, that's the truth. Um, there might be, see, if, if you just live by belief, because those shift, the convictions are based on the Word of God. And when you allow your life to be shaped by conviction, it causes you to move from a position where your life was shaped by 
comparison. Because, see, what a lot of believers do is, is they live their life by comparing it to other believers, to other Christians, to other teaching, to other thoughts, to other, okay? And, and, and it's built by comparison. And uh, when your life is built by comparison, what, what happens is, is that you, you find your strength in these other people who have some of the same issues that you do, which ought to scare you, and they have more. And, and, uh, or, or, or you could be the guy that is, uh, his life is just simply shaped by society. Pop culture, what's popular, what's happening, what looks good, what feels good, what sounds good, what tastes good. See, and, and, and part of what God's doing, I hope you can sense it in the spirit tonight. You know, you know last week it was really cool for me because uh, uh, for the first time in 11 years, uh, I, I just came to church here. You know, it was, it was awesome. You know, uh, I just came to church. I had no responsibilities. I had n- nothing, you know, just came to church. You know what I found out, too? I'll just tell you this. I liked it. <laughs> I called pastor friends on Monday. I do every Monday. But I, I called them and said, and told them about my experience. And I told them, you know what's weird? Is that I would actually go to our church. <laughs> yeah. I like it here. Man, the, the worship team is amazing. The, the tech guys, you know, that, that, that can be kind of intimidating. They're just hammering it out back there. They're just hammering it out. You know, the lights are cool. You, you know, the parking lot people. I rode the bus. The guy was nice. The ice cream. Yeah, I just threw away everything last week and ate ice cream. It was awesome. They sat me next to a hot chick. I like this place. I can't even remember what I was talking about now. Oh, yeah, last week. Last week. And, and you know, the week before, Shelby and I kind of tag team, but it was more her thoughts and her stuff. And, 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 and uh, uh, but... Uh, we mentioned in, our, in the conversation, you know, when we were getting rolling, she just mentioned something, and it just went, <clears throat> and it, like, stayed in me. And then last week, Steve was, Steve was teaching, and, and man, was some, of the, some of that stuff was awesome. Yeah. It's really good. I, I think he snuck out during the video, so I have to pretend like he wasn't even here. But uh, uh, it, it was really, really good. I, I mean, I, I love that. Uh, one of the points that he made last week that was so strong was that God is not the God of a second chance. He's just the God of another chance. Man, that's awesome. And, 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 and I loved him, him you know, kind of uncovering and unfolding, you know, where Jonah was coming from and why he wasn't so excited to go to Nineveh. You know, because, you know, we just think, it's like he said, we just think about it, and, you know, in passing, we don't realize that, yeah, they're going to peel your skin off and pluck your eyeballs out while you watch. You know, and there, you know, and there, was, there was purpose. And, and, and why, why do we not know that about Jonah? There's a very important life lesson 
because you will always be remembered by the last dumb thing you did. So you might want to chill. I don't know why I'm looking at you. I'm just saying. I thought it was, I thought it was great when Stephen said, hey, Kevin, you know what the old preacher said? Until I realized, I'm the old preacher. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, you get down off of there right now. <laughs> uh, I was, I was sitting there, just taking it in, and just so thankful for what God has done and is doing. I mean, my God, I'm just blown away. And, and there was a spirit, and uh, it's interesting because I, I was telling Craig before service tonight, we were just chatting, and I, said, you know, and I was sharing it with him, and he said, oh, man, I felt that same thing. And, 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 uh, uh, and tonight, it's, it's thick in here. And, and uh, there, there's a spirit of breakthrough. You know, dude, there's a spirit. You, you got to get this. Uh, because, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to give you all the stuff that I have for tomorrow. Um, because God's doing it, you know. And, and we'll, I think it might be wise just to flow with God, you know. But you, but you need to get this, that there is a spirit of breakthrough. And, I, and I've been praying all week, really excited. Because, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, man, I, I just, again, you know, you look around and the greeters are on fire. And, the, you know, and the, the people are serving. And, and, and they're not just... Uh, they're, they're, they're not just, uh, what did I say earlier? They're, they're uh, benefiting from, but they're participating with. And, and it's like, I think that just turns God's crank. Because, yeah, uh, hey, don't, don't just benefit from the family of God. Participate. Become a member, right? Just become a member of the family and, 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 and you know, and shift over there and, and make some things happen. But God, God this week, and I've just been spent a lot of time talking about, uh, you know, this breakthrough, the spirit of breakthrough and, and, and the purpose of breakthrough and the idea that, that God has and, and the plan that he has so that you could be liberated and free in every realm of your life and places where there's yet captivity that you would have the ability to stand up and the boldness to look the enemy in the eye and say, you're leaving and, and, and God be, but he just began to he began to drop some things in my spirit and he said you know really uh, breakthrough that spirit is coming and that's my plan that's my desire but, but what, the way you want to see it and the way you want to approach it is that it would be lasting life change because you know we've all we've all had moments you know, it's kind of like during prayer tonight, and I mentioned this to, to, to somebody during, you know, just during this worship time, but it's like, you, you know, Keith and I were out on the ocean the other day, and it, and it was a calm ocean. I mean, we were going 30 miles an hour across the ocean, you know, and, and if you don't know, that's a pretty good clip, especially, you know, there are moments when it's, you're barely making ground at all because you're fighting the waves, and but for, in my world, in my life, in my makeup, all a calm ocean means is it's going to take a lot longer to get sick. Okay? If it's rough, we can get sick fast and get that over with. If it's calm, and, you, you know, and, and it wasn't until like yesterday at noon that the whole world quit doing that. <laughs> but a lot of us, it's like being on the ocean, and, and, and we have these, these moments of deeply felt, you know, 
awesome gratitude, God lifts us up, or deeply felt crisis that push us to a place where, man, we're getting serious about God, but the problem is, is that the wave goes back down. And we, you, know, you, you feel me? And I break through. And God's wanting to take you to a place where the life change lasts. Up, down, who cares? No, I got it. By changing the way we think. By allowing us, empowering us to shift from beliefs, which are like the ocean, to convictions, which are like an anchor. Conviction based on his word. That man... I, I, I'm ex- I, there, there's a part of me that's like s- screaming because w- what he wants us to do is see with absolute clarity where we are positioned in our relationship with him. And see, it's kind of a scary thing when you Well, it's just easier to look at others. Wouldn't it be cool if you could trade problems? Because you know how to fix everybody's. But you've had that one for like 20 years. (laughs) Wouldn't it be awesome if you could just say, hey, take mine. Give me yours, because I've had yours solved from the day I met you. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, he must be talking to you. <laughs> See, lasting life change is simply what happens when we are confronted with God's truth and we choose to respond. So in the next coming weeks, there's going to be some moments where we allow ourselves to be confronted with God's truth. This is really where I'm at. I can honestly say I live by conviction, or must I say, no, I live by comparison. No, I live by society. Is God on the tip of my tongue while my butt rests on the throne of my heart? Or have I removed self and put God first in every realm of my life? Or, God, you know, that's just something you feel when you get to the top of Badger. You know, Mother Nature. Like climbing Badger and listening to Oprah. 
or is my life directed and controlled by the Word of God? Even when it doesn't seem to fit my plan. See, there was a gentleman in the Bible, and we're going to be looking at him over the next few weeks. And, 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 and this guy was a slave, man. He, was, he, he grew up in bondage, but he transitioned because he, he, he followed a leader out into the desert, and he became a, a desert spy. And, and then from there, he, he found a, a yet more promotion, and he became you know, a, a leader, a general, a God's general. And, and, and eventually, he became the, the, the number one guy of a nation. Who, who had found the strength to look at a, at a people and say, if it seems evil to you to serve God, then pick who you're going to serve. Choose who you're going to serve. But as for me and my house, we're serving. There was, a, there was a definite throwdown when Joshua stepped up to the plate. And if you, if you read it this week, if you, you know, from, from, from the end of Joshua through the first few chapters of Judges, you know, if you read it uh, and you study it, you find out that, hey, man, he rallied the troops. And, the, and two different times they said, we agree. And over the years, for the most part, you know what? For the most part, those guys did pretty good. But, but the Bible says that when, Joe, when Joshua died and that whole generation that was with him, when, when they passed on, that there was yet another generation that's referred to as the children of the elders. They not, they, they not only didn't know God, but they had no idea what he had done. And somewhere between, as for me and my house, and don't know what you're talking about, there was a compromise that was made. Because when Joshua turned the reins over, man, at the end of his days, he knew it was coming. And when he turned the reins over, you know what? They only had one, uh, one war to fight, one more you know, engagement. But they never followed through. And instead of driving out all the Canaanites, you know what they did? They put them to hard labor. Which seemed pretty cool. Just think about it. No more fighting. No more bloodshed. And the money's rolling. What used to be my enemy, what I used to fight against, I kind of see how it can work for me. You know, don't get too radical about this serving God thing. Because, you know, uh, there's a lot of this that we just need to be practical and and maybe have some common sense. You know, that don't really fit in with, as for me and my house, we're serving God. But there, there, there came a generation that had decided, that, that, that had grown up that had grown up surrounded by people who weren't fully committed, but they were partially committed. 
And it's interesting that the generation that was raised by those who were partially committed. See, when, when you take a firm stand, this is what God says. But this is what the world says. And when you say, this is what God says, and we're living this way. You know, you know what we found out? Eventually, the boys just say, this is how we live. I think it's Bible. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he grows old, he will not depart from it. But if, it, but it, but if, but if you have this thing, this is what God says. This is what the world says. We're going to do God's way, except for when the world's way seems better. You know, because there's this one area where, you know what, it just makes sense to me. It's just reasonable. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. And probably, pro you, know, you, you know what, uh, probably, I mean, if you, if you look, you can find other believers who, who would agree with us that what the world says here, it, well, let's not say what the world says, because that already sounds bad. But it's not what God says. But I believe that it must be okay, because God's plan to prosper me, and what I used to fight against, now is kind of working for me. And I've found a place of peace and prosperity here. <laughs> peace and prosperity. Wouldn't that be God's plan? Not if going to war and driving out the enemy is what he told you to do. Yeah, but going to war is hard and expensive. See, I wonder how many breakthroughs with lasting life change we've missed because it didn't look easy or it didn't look cheap. I wonder how many times in... It's just a demon leaving, don't worry about it. And trust me, I felt him go. <laughs> I want, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I, I wonder how many times in my life I've justified compromise and missed the target. But could work my way around the book enough to cover my backside. I don't even believe in demons. <laughs> He's messing with our stuff. I wonder what would happen if we could move from singing, you're my one desire. You are my only cry. If we could move from singing it to a conviction 
I don't care how hard it gets or what it costs me. Let me tell you what's at stake. Some of you are going to wind up losing your argument because you've been bitter forever. And you're right, except you're wrong. Because of what his word tells us, to forgive. Well, I believe, see, that's our problem, is that you got some funky, messed up belief system about forgiveness that doesn't line up with what he said. And you sit in a, in a place of compromise where God's desire is to liberate you with this freedom that is just nuts. Is it easy? No. Is it expensive? Yes. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Let me tell you what'll keep you from ever living where he wants you. It's refusing to admit where you are. So over the next couple of weeks, gear up. I mean, look at somebody say, toughen up, buttercup. Because we're just going to, we're going to look at some stuff so that we can have real breakthrough that produces lasting life change and grow spiritually. Because you need to get this. You have not yet arrived. Oh, you're doing good. Thank God I'm not where I used to be. But I'm not where I'm headed either. Amen? Let's pray. Father, tonight I thank you. I thank you, Lord that you have presented us with an opportunity to choose who's going to sit on the throne of our life. You've given us the ability to choose who's going to be number one, me or you. God, in each one of our lives, I pray for every person that's in this room tonight, that Lord, that right now that you just begin to move by your spirit and soften us. Cause those hardened places to begin to melt so that, God, that you can bring revelation to us about where we truly are so we can go to where you've truly called us to go. Well, heads are bowed and eyes are closed. You, you know what? There's a choice that every one of us need to make. The, the, the number one, the number one decision 
I choose God. We're all going to pray a prayer. We won't embarrass you. I won't call you out. I won't have you come to the front. But if you're in this room tonight, you say, you know what? I need to get God involved in my life. I need to get real with God so God can be real with me. If that's you, I, I want to invite you tonight to make this prayer that we're all going to pray. I want you to make it your prayer. Well, no one's looking around. If that's you, I just want you to hold your hand up and say, Tom, that's me. I'm making this my prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can put it down again. This is cool, man. I'm telling you, these are, this, is, this is a big decision time. I choose you, God. I will serve the Lord. I want everybody in this place to pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I choose you. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me wisdom. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, guys. Give God one more praise.